How y'all doing? How y'all doing? What's going on? This is, am I too far away? It's all right. I got a hat on. It's good. My name is Liddell Bugs. That is my last name. Uh, this is my, my sweet thing, my boo thing. Hey. Cynthia. Okay, I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry. We've been married for 11 years. We've had two sweet, we have two sweet little girls who talk and have interesting personalities. There they are. Yeah, two girls. Yeah. Pray for you, boy. Uh, I was born in a small town in East Texas named Huntington, Texas, uh, in a Christian home with my single mother and my little sister. We, we went to church every single day and twice on Sunday. Most of the time, I, I, I would fall asleep, probably because I was tired from being at the local church every single day. Uh, my biological father was never around, and that really left a void in the beginning part of my life and not having a father figure to guide me. What was important to him was drinking alcohol and extramarital affairs. If you look back into the Bugs family tree, you would see the lack of the presence of a, of a father figure and extramarital affairs were coming. Uh, when we then moved to Dallas, Texas, and when I turned six years old, my mother remarried, and I finally had the father figure that I had so yearned for. We began to, we began to continue going to church, uh, not every day, but often, though. The funny thing about going to the local church is that I began to learn about this man named Jesus. My new father would take me to men's Bible studies on Wednesday nights at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship. We prayed together. He coached my basketball team, and the Lord used him to lead me to, to salvation in Christ. A small voice in my ear began to tell me, have something great for you. I grew up with my parents and two younger brothers in a border town called Del Rio. I was a straight-A student, semi-athletic, and had a solid group of friends and very close extended family. Overall, a pretty good girl. Growing up, my parents had a very Mexican cultural background. Um, my mom served with a kind heart and had breakfast, lunch, and dinner made. Um, she would tend to work, kids, and home, and she would never complain. We understood that what my dad said was it. We were never to question him or his decisions to be, so we wouldn't be disrespectful. We grew up in a Catholic household. We attended church every Sunday and on special holidays. We would go to church functions and have rosaries monthly. I grew up listening about Christ and his life, but never knew what it meant to have a relationship with him. I saw my family struggle at home with family issues, pregnancies, money, and disagreements, but wouldn't share with others about what was going on. I learned that what happened at home was to not be shared. As a growing young man, I began to feel the effects of this reality, so I turned uh, to R&B music and movies to shape my worldview. Y'all know who they are, Usher, Jagged Edge, Chris Brown, Brian McKnight, Luther, y'all know, stop playing. Um, uh, just to name a few. But then what happened was, one night, I was waking to screams coming out of my mother's and father's bedroom. That was the first time I learned that my father had been physically abusing my mother. During my middle school and high school time, this new reality would become very common in our household. My father began, my father being escorted out of the home by the police because of domestic abuse of my mother was not surprising to me. During those times, I would turn to two things to help me cope with these realities. My R&B music and movie worldview and Christ Jesus. Most of the time, the R&B music and movies would be the preferred method of coping. This worldview taught me how to find a woman, treat a woman, and about sex. But this small voice in my ear continued telling me to have something great for you. 
As a teenager, my family continued the same pattern of attending church with no relationship with Christ being cultivated. One night, I was up late watching a movie by myself. The movie ended and an adult movie began. Before I knew it, I was watching porn. I could remember not being able to sleep that night and being uneasy the rest of the week. It was a horrible feeling, but it was too late. Porn had been introduced into my life. I turned 15 and did what the rest of my cousins did when they turned 15. We would go to the clubs in Mexico to drink and dance. By 16, I was a regular at the clubs and started having inappropriate relations with guys. I began having a very promiscuous way of thinking. I won't have boyfriends, only relations with them, so they can't hurt me. My thinking was off. As I had promiscuous dates with guys, I would get hurt, and so my appetite for porn grew with it. I was able to watch porn from my room since my parents trusted me so much, and I became so numb to it that no one knew what I was doing. I remember one time my cousin came to fix my computer, and he let me know that he could see what was on the history, and I simply left the room. He didn't tell my parents, and I learned to erase the history. I didn't notice then, but the Lord was providing a way out. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will provide a way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure. My sin pattern continued. During my high school and college years, this is when I became very promiscuous in relationships with women. I started to ignore that small voice in my ear. I began to date a young lady, and things began to get very serious, and marriage was on the table. This lady fit the worldview that was taught to me at a young age. Suddenly, this relationship ended, and I was heartbroken, but even the heartbrokenness fit the worldview that I was taught. During, that, during the latter part of my college years, that's when I began to become serious with my relationship with Christ. Uh, that's also when I first met Cynthia. Okay, y'all, let me paint a picture of how I met this woman. She was walking into the student union at UT Dallas, for real. Her hair was blowing in the wind. Uh, everything had stopped moving, and there was a spotlight on her, just her. I ain't lying, y'all, I'm being real. Uh, I said to myself, who is that? And one of those R&B songs came to mind. But I kind of insulted her by telling her that she was too wild for me to date. The first time we had discussion, I actually shared the gospel with her, as soon as I got done, I ran outside and called the pastor who had been discipling me and told him that I shared the gospel with someone. He said, what did she say? I replied, I don't know, but I shared the gospel with her. He said, son, it would probably be wise for you to follow up with her to see if she accepted Christ as a savior. Little did I know that little voice began to talk to her uh, in her ears also. At Christmas time, Cynthia called me to inform me that she accepted Christ as a savior. I had no clue what Christ was doing behind the scenes, but she became the first person that Christ used me to lead to him. We immediately went into courtship, and three years later, we were married. I graduated high school, came to Dallas to attend UTD. Being the first one in my family and second in my extended family to go to college, my dad did not want me to stay in a dorm alone. Since we didn't question what he said, I came to live with my aunt and uncle and her three kids. This living arrangement saved me from getting too wild. I continued to have inappropriate relations, but would always find my way back home. I continued to get my heart broken and kept watching porn. Then one day, I walked into the student union and met a quiet guy named Liddell Bugs. Not much was said, but there was something different about him. He asked me a very important question. Do you know Christ? And I said, I'm Catholic. He responded with, that's not what I asked. He continued by sharing the gospel and planted a seed. I went home to Del Rio for Christmas break, accepted Christ, and called Liddell to let him know my joy. 
After that Christmas break and a few months of spending lots of time together, discussing Christ, learning how to read the Bible, and attending church with Adele, we had an important conversation. He said, I am not looking for a girlfriend. I'm looking for a wife. And I responded with, I'm looking for a husband. And we went into courtship. We had an agreement in place that kept us from having premarital sex. We were in courtship for three years and kept our agreement. I kept using um, porn sporadically, feeling guiltier, but not letting Liddell know anything about my struggle. But two days before our wedding day, my old friend, the R&B music and uh, movies where we showed up, the young lady that I was, had a serious relationship with years before I met Cynthia, called me to ask if I was going through with marrying Cynthia. Of course, I said yes, but a terrible seed had been planted. <clears throat> as soon as I did, the seed would often pop into my head, and, and I began to ask the question, have I married the right person? Four years into our marriage, that young lady contacted me again to see if I would leave my wife for her. I told her no, but I did not inform my wife of our conversation. A couple years later, she reached out to me again, and we began to have an emotional affair. My wife had no clue of what I was doing. The little voice in my ear would tell me, don't continue to do this, but I ignored it. We got married, and I was thinking, this is it. Liddell is going to fix my porn issue, and we are set for life. I was wrong again. Our first year married was rocky, especially since I got pregnant about six months in. We became task-oriented and soon became roommates. I stayed away from porn for the first year, but after that, all bets were off. We continued to attend church on Sundays and always with a smile on our faces. I attended women's Bible studies, but the relationships never went beyond the four walls. We were doing what my family used to practice. What happens at home stays at home. We became roommates. My wife found out about the affair while we were watching a movie called Temptation. <clears throat> I, had to, I had to come clean to her about the affair, but I conveniently left out some details. She was heartbroken about the entire thing, and I thought she would never look at me the same. Then late one evening, everything came crashing down. We were watching a movie about infidelity, and Liddell kept asking me every five minutes, are you okay? Are you okay? And I replied with, yes, let me watch the movie. Soon after, he got up and went to the bathroom. About a minute later, his phone got a message. I checked it, and it was his ex-girlfriend. I opened up the thread and read that this was not something new. He came out and told me everything. I was so hurt and could not understand how he could do this or why. But I went to the Lord and asked for wisdom. I talked with a good friend, and her words of wisdom left a single word on my mind, hope. I remember waking up and making breakfast to him the next morning. I understood that if I allowed my heart to start building walls, they would be harder to break down. We both knew we wanted to stay married. We just didn't know what to do or where to start. I went back to the one thing that I knew would never let me down. That was Christ Jesus himself. I confessed the affair to some guys that I had been walking with. They encouraged me and referred me to Scott Kadusha from, from, from Watermark. Scott informed me about a great ministry called Reengage and told me to watch Rule and Susan Cox's story. After watching their story, and I, had, I, had, and I concluded that if God could resurrect their marriage, he could do wonders for ours. Liddell looked for classes, guidance, counseling, something to help us with our marriage. We were directed to Watermark, and the rest is history, or the beginning of a new chapter. Liddell was sold, but I was hurt. He showed me the re-engage clip. I thought the couples were strange, but we went. <laughs> First Wednesday, we were greeted with open arms, and I was embarrassed that this was happening to me. I heard the testimony and was hooked. I'm not the only one in this situation. 
We came back the following week and I heard, come clean to your spouse to get the most out of this journey. We went home and I told Adele that I had been watching porn for years. He was deeply hurt. We got into a small group and dove head first. We were all in. Joel 2.25, if I will make up, I will make up to you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the creeping locust, the striping locust, and the gnawing locust. We dove right into open groups and immediately saw Christ's hand in our marriage. After the second meeting we had, my wife told me she had to confess something to me. She had been watching porn all through our marriage and, I had, been, and had been hiding it from me. She hid it so well, I be, I, she, be, she hid it so well, I began to think that she worked for the CIA. Uh, I, I became very angry at her while she was uh, wounded because of my indiscretions. She continued to hide hers from me. I thank the Lord for Reed Griffin, one of our leaders. Reed shared with me that my wife and I have been blessed with an amazing opportunity to help each other walk in areas that we are weak in. The little voice in my ear, the Holy Spirit began to show me that greater things he has, he had a sword for us. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know what I have planned for you, says the Lord. I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I have plans to give you a future filled with hope. We went back to attending our previous church home and got back into our old routine. Business, work, two children, and upkeep took a toll on our marriage as we were not in a community where we could be held accountable to using the tools we had learned at Reengage. Time passed, and Liddell let me know that he had reached out to his ex-girlfriend again, and I let him know that I had watched porn again. Remembering the tools from Reengage, we were able to listen to each other and reach out for guidance. Since we didn't have community, we called our old Reengage group, and they admonished us and advised us to get a community together. We tried, but there were no takers. After God showed us the need for community, we migrated back to Watermark, and here we are now. We became members, got into a community group, and started serving as greeters at Reengage. Um, oh, as greeters, and now leaders. Um, we are not perfect, but we really try to use the Bible as the filter when speaking with each other and dealing with our issues. Each year, we have seen improvements in our marriage. We continue to use the wisdom and practices that we have learned here. John 10.10 10 says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. My wife and I began uh, to become more vulnerable and transparent with one another by drawing the circle around ourselves. We began to master the art of asking thought-provoking questions to solve the core, the core of our issues. We began to experience the true freedom, uh, kingdom culture that Christ spoke in the Bible. John 8.32, and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Our minds began to be transformed. We began to grow into oneness spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally. We began to walk in the authority Christ had given us. Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. In conclusion, we would like to leave you with three points that remind us daily to, of how we should pursue one another. The letter V for vulnerable. Be vulnerable. Being vulnerable is where we found out that we were at our most powerful position. We continuously share with each other our flaws and our failures. O stands for other-centered. We have learned how to enjoy serving one another. We continuously seek to study one another on a daily basis, and it does not feel like a chore. And the last thing is W, which is worship. Uh, the first letters have led us to authentic worship in every area of our relationship. That spells vow, V-O-W. So guys, thanks so much for your time. God bless you guys. Thank you.